Amen, amen, amen. Terry Ladies said you're looking fine today, bro. Too. Huh? Terry said you're looking fine with a lot of <laughs> eyes. <laughs> you got the tank top. Yeah. Swole. It's hot in this room. I just told you. Whatever. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Men of God podcast. We got some fire topics on the docket today. So without further ado, let's get it started. Mr. Kanye West dropped a new song this week. I don't know. Did y'all get a chance to hear it yet? Uh, I heard a part of it. I, I heard it good from what I heard. All right, what y'all think about it? Like, if, uh, like, in the grander scheme, I guess, like in hip hop or just Kanye and his career? Uh, well, one, I thought that that's what Jesus King was supposed to sound like. Um, I saw that it hit a lot more than that, in my opinion. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't hear the entire song, so I can't really give a full outlook on it. I think the video threw me off. How so? I wasn't expecting like that, so I was like, I stumbled upon it on YouTube, and then I like click on it, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? What? I had to watch like three times. I'm like, hmm. Dang. I thought that honestly, I, I thought that that the video was kind of tame compared to compared to what. Well, I, I know Temi doesn't listen to Kanye like that, like his past stuff. But this is like a pretty tame video for him, especially when he was doing Life of Pablo, and he made the video for Famous. Like this is pretty pretty tame for him but I, I liked it I think you know like what John said this is what this is what Jesus King was supposed to sound like but if this is like his uh redemption I guess then it's a good way to start it it reminds me a lot of of uh of Jesus like which is weird because Jesus, Jesus has a very like dark sound to it but if he's using that dark sound and using God as a subject matter it could be cool I guess like right. no one's done it before. Right. Like no one has done it before, so I guess it it's a new frontier for him. But so like, is Kanye like? Would you guys call him like a Christian rapper now? He's you know he's making. I'm not. I can't say he's a Christian rapper. I'm saying. He's starting to really find and develop his new, like his new craft. Cause it's like, obviously he's moved from, you know, old Kanye and old Kanye is becoming new Kanye. So he's, he's, he's on the way too, but I'm not going to say he's there. Like that's his brand, but he's certainly making the right steps, you know, himself from, you know, the type of music that he used to create in the past. Yo Josh, your camera's messed up again, bro. Yeah, I see the balloon screen for me. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, Adi, you make people sweat, bro. Say what? Juan Lito said you're making them sweat. See me now? <laughs> uh, no, nah, actually, let me stop the other side. <laughs> One quick second. 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's fine. Be good. All okay. right. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like, because when I see Kanye, I don't really see, like, like, KB is a Christian rapper, but I don't see Kanye taking that route of creativity, or do I see him really taking on, like, that term? I just see him making music like that, that, that reflects what his mind state is right now, which just happens to be God. So that's what it is, and that's what it is. But do y'all think this will, like, spawn a movement of, like, gospel rap or something? Because what, what everything Kanye has done has always been a, uh, there's always been like a, ge a generation afterwards that's done what he's done. So I don't know if this is going to be like a one-off and he's never, he's never going to do it again, or this is going to be like something that other artists take off on because we already have Christian rap, but not like this. So I don't know what it's going to spell for people that want to make rap music in the future. I mean, when you say other artists, you mean like other mainstream artists? Or to other Christian artists in general that's already there? Just like, well, both, because it's like, especially for the mainstream artists, like, without, without It Was and Heartbreak, there wouldn't have been inspiration for the current artists that we have right now. Like, there wouldn't have been a Drake or The Weeknd without It Was and Heartbreak. But, it's, but, but now, especially since he had, especially since Travis Scott was featured on that song that he dropped, and Travis is like the voice of the youth right now. Is that gonna like push the youth more towards God or like make other rappers that he, that he collabs with talk about God and then push people towards God? Which is, I mean, that's good if it is, but I don't, I just don't I mean, know if that's like the- uh, In the music industry, like the act, cause it's different cause what you're talking about, it was a, a musical like genre standpoint, but now we're talking about a religious standpoint, which is a very wide and very topic compared to just musical style that he also influenced in the rap music in the rap um, industry so like of course travis is travis but we never know if he really meant what he said he could be on the on the the song just to be on there you know and i heard like there's a lot of iffiness with the different musicians in the music industry anyways when it comes to like um god satanism and everything else under the, the sun so it's really it's it's, it's kind of iffy when it comes to that section of just rapping about it yeah i mean when it comes to like when it comes to like mainstream and Christian rappers, mostly towards like mainstream, you have to think about like if they really, they really want to do this. Because in Kanye's, in Kanye's perspective, it's like he with like all the stuff that was like happening with him, he didn't really have any. What's the word? There wasn't any like consistency with him. So when he wanted to do something new it's really not like he had anything to lose or was afraid of losing everything. So he just went and did it. But with all these mainstream artists, if they do something like this, then they're then it's like more people are worried about their brand and how they'll be perceived than rather doing something new. And if it's the right thing to do in God's perspective. So with Kanye, Kanye already was like, all right, I'm doing it. But with these guys and women, it would probably take them, you know, a little longer to hop on that train if they think that it's something later on. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And the weird thing about it too is that the artists that he's collabed with, they're so far they're either gospel artists or secular artists that have that know about God to an extent. Like, like Travis is. 
Travis is a Christian. He's off his past music that I've heard. Like he, like he shouts yes. out God for for his success and stuff like that. But he's, but he's also like you know, a lukewarm Christian too. Mm-hmm. So, versus when you go to like when he collabed with with um, Pusha T and No Malice on his last on his last album on on um, on uh, Jesus King. Uh, Malice right now was turned from a secular artist to a Christian artist, and 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 a Pusha T is in the same vein as Travis. So it's weird because it's like it's not it's not like these artists don't know God. The the hard thing to do now, or not really hard thing, but the interesting thing to see now is will they take that that knowledge of God and like push it further? Like like will they become more devout in their in the music about it, or will they become more like outspoken about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mind you, Pusha is a part of um, Kanye's label, I believe, and they've already been yeah. close, right? So it kind of makes sense that they make a song together, anyways. Not too far fetched. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, Pusha Pusha T is the president president of his label, so it it would make sense. But it's also weird because I don't feel like. I don't feel like he would just pick somebody to have somebody on the album. I feel like he would pick somebody for a feature coming up and say like, you know, how do you feel about about you know talking about about God on this song? Like, in in the Christian community, Christian rap community, it's very like exclusive. Like you 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 really only feature like either Lecrae, Andy Mineo, KB, or like Gibeon. Like you never really. Like you never really branch out and do and like bring in secular artists, even if they don't talk about, you know, guns, money, sex, whatever. Even if they just talk, don't talk, talk about God, there's never that crossover. But I feel like Kanye could really push this crossover because he has the he has the power, he has the musical uh, ability, he has the musical uh, repertoire for it, and he has the clout for it. Like who's like who's gonna like who's gonna turn down a Kanye West album right now? Of uh, quite a few people, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, right now, <laughs> but some people won't. But it's enough that they would that he'll go for it. So what? I said some people won't, some people will, but it's enough of the will that you know sort of make him a success. Because people see Kanye and they'll automatically you know just click it. Yeah, yeah. Did I see Terry's questions? Or no, I don't have that. Don't have the chat up to you. Okay. Um. His first question was, is Christian art something you are, or is it, is it something you do? you repeat it? Is Christian art something you are, or is it something you do? Mm. It's, something, it's something that you do, because it's not like... Uh, like, I myself will consider myself a Christian artist because I am a Christian who also just happens to make art but it's not really something that people become. Like, you don't just become like a Christian artist and start talking about God like just randomly. Like, even if you were to look at Kanye's older projects, like in in College Dropout, he has songs like Jesus Walks, which will be considered Christian art because it's a song about a Christian experience. So, uh, I feel like I feel like it's more just more just something that you do because uh, 
but some something Juan said in the chat is that like all art is a fruit of who you are. So basically, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, see, you could you could argue both ways because I see a day's point with like you can't just people can have Christian aspects of art in there but not be that label, right? But at the same time, it's like in order to really do what you love and to communicate that, I feel like it's something that you also need to be too. Because if you don't have those, if you don't have those like ideals going into your work, then you're just gonna be. It's not gonna be like real. And at the same time, when you think about it, like would you say a Christian artist is an artist that is Christian? artists that make songs about being Christian because like it can apply in both kind of ways when you think about it. I mean, because a Christian artist in the name itself just means, could just mean an artist that is simply a Christian person. Or if you want to be specific, it could mean an artist that makes Christian music. Which is what I think Terry is also trying to bring up. It's like if, a, if an artist doesn't make Christian music again, is he really still a Christian artist? Then it would just be something you do instead of being what you are, which is a Christian artist. You feel me? It's kind oh, of... Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, if, if that's the case we're playing by, then it's then it's, it's something that you are because, like you said, if you know, if like Trippy Red dropped a gospel song tomorrow and then went right back to work to talking about what he talks about, he wouldn't be considered a Christian artist because mm-hmm. that's not that's not him at, at the essence. Yeah, and um. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, I was about to... Yeah, um, so I think what makes you a Christian artist is what Colossians 3.17 says. It says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all for the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So it's like, um, we all have like art, but then it's like, are you doing it for the glory of God? That's what makes you a christian artist so that's where like the name christian artist so yeah yeah you are just a christian who is an artist and what makes your artist a christian artist because you're doing it for the glory of god yeah exactly and like and here's my thing too about christian art because I, I feel like a lot of times the church pushes a certain a certain kind of creativity like uh from what I've seen, if, and this is changing, but from what I've seen, if your art isn't like Hillsong, Elevation, or Bethel, they don't want it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's, unless, it, unless it's not overtly like crosses everywhere, Jesus, 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 you know, speaking in tongues, whatever, whatever. If it's not overtly that, then people say, oh, it's not Christian art because it's not to the glory of God. But God made everything, so in that essence, He made art too. So you can, so you can find the God in all art because God made art. Like even when you look at when you look at as secular artists, like just because they're not talking about Jesus explicitly doesn't mean that their art doesn't hold Christian values. Like think about what God stood for. He stood for peace, unity, love, friendship, like. There's secular artists like Common, like Most Def, like um, there's rock bands, there's indie bands that, 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 that talk about stuff like that. So 
is their art not so yes i i wouldn't call them a christian artist because they're not because they're not doing what teme said with colossians they're not they're not doing the work unto god but their art still contains christian values and i feel like for me especially that's kind of how i i judge what i listen to and, and judge what i watch is just because it's because I, I listen to second music all the time but i but i i judge what i based off of based off of one does this reflect who who i am as a person not just as a christian but as a person and then two does what i'm listening to you know speak about things that are either that are either extensions of christ's message or just um or just like good messages overall that's kind of how I, I look at it like yeah, you, know, you can be like you can make a movement so oh i was reading the chat um one said something about like um that is the non-christian music over overtly anti-christian music is what music overtly is the non-christian music overtly anti-christian music um i still can't hear what you guys said you cut off from like the beginning what we did it again josh um um <clears throat> the is the only non-christian music overtly anti-christian music um Hmm. Not really. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's like, I think going back to what Ade said, it's like, what are the values that are being pushed? Because um, I think I, I heard someone say something about this, or I had this conversation with someone. Now speaking about um, if a music tells you to love yourself, is that good? And then it was like helping us understand that like, if the music tells you to love yourself and then the bible tells you that you cannot love anything more than god like that's like the first commandment so it's like does that music place you in the position of god where it's like i love myself more than god i value myself more than god so it's like it's not music it's like he listens some things and we overlook them but then it's like what does he really say like is it um doing something that is not edifying to myself like is it um giving me a false value um or something that's like uh facade something that's not the real value or it has like an image of the value but then is he has like the missing link like the key the key ingredients um in the mixture it's like it's missing it so it's like that's where um even messages that might sound good some are not necessarily good for us because like when you begin to reflect on those things it's like oh wow this thing is actually missing um a key ingredient yeah exactly exactly that's why i don't listen to like i stopped listening to like uh trap music actually like i used to love like like future young thug whatever but i'm like you know i'm not gonna lie like if it comes on if it comes on like in the mall i'm gonna like bob my head but i but just like personally, it was a moment where I had to think to myself and I was like, if if I was walking or or driving to church with that with that in my headphones and I took them out when I entered in, into church, 
how does that reflect on like my spirit? If I'm putting messages that don't reflect who I am or the people I want to be around or the society that I want to be a part of, then how can I let that into my spirit? Cause like, cause like, cause Proverbs says it best. It says to protect, to protect your heart above all things because what you put into it manifests what your personality and who you are. So, mm. so like, so I asked I, I myself that question. I was like, is what I'm listening to, would it turn heads in church or would it, would it pass in church? Secular or not? Yeah, and I think this is um, something that I struggled with in freshman year. I think John can attest to this. When it was like, man, I was cursing all the time. What? F this. F I was oh, cursing. Yeah. He could time. not control it. Terrible. I remember cussing. About him cussing. He was like, yo, I bet you $20 you don't cuss for the rest of the night. He cussed right after that, bro. And he's kept doing it over and over again. I gave him second chance, double or nothing. Touched again. I said, yo, this man, <laughs> he, really, he really cannot control himself. <laughs> and in that, in that moment, it was like the time when I used to listen to a lot of trap music, like Freaky Red, Topanga, you know, I used to vibe to them because it was like vibes, you know, ZZ, dun, 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 dun. it was vibes. And then <laughs> I didn't actually realize I wasn't really conscious of what I was putting into myself and all the... Like even like when I used to listen to like J. Cole like repeatedly, like for example, I think Wet Dreams was one of the songs that I used to listen to all the times. And I, I like I didn't really take into like what the message of the song was. And I was, you know, listening to it and then I'm like, wait a minute, this song is talking about wet dreams. I'm like, what? In the name of the song. <laughs> I started to reflect and I'm like, dang, so it's because of all these things that I keep listening to. That's why I keep doing this thing. Like when you're listening to like a rap song where someone is cussing someone out, you're like, yeah, man, I don't really care about, like, I'm then it's like, you start expressing those things in yourself. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm not naturally like, why is this? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I unconsciously fed these things into myself. And when I begin to exhibit those characters, I realize that it comes from um, those places. Also, I feel like it's also coming from like the main thing where most things, when people compose a song, it's the beats and melody first, and then the lyrics after that. Because people really know that literally the thing that will catch people in is a good is a good hook, a good beat, and a good melody. And then it's like when you bop your head to a song, when the song starts playing in the mall, as the as the day said, you hear it that you start bopping your head. You don't bop your head to lyrics, show, she'll be going like, Nah, you bop, <laughs> you bop the. You, you bought the beat, and it's like okay, because this is this this is the vibe right now. And when you're so lost in the vibe, you don't hear the words that you know. You just start listening to. You start you start repeating. You start saying, and then it's like later on, like probably like I don't want to say like a week or two later, you start to realize it's like what is this that I'm actually listening to? And the truth is, you don't know what you're listening to. I feel like, um, what's a good song? You know that song, Mercy? You know the Lamborghini Mercy? Bro, that's my joy, Mercy. I want to ask you something. Do you know what they're saying in the from the beginning of the song, when they first open it up? Like That part? Yeah. Is that it's like when I first listen to it, I'm like, what are you saying? 
because it's like I really got confused on what they were saying. And my aunt, of course, right next to me, she's like, nope, I don't want you to listen to anything that you don't know what they're saying. Because it's like, it's true. It's like, I could be saying something totally off course, but I would never know. Then it's like, <laughs> and then the lyrics after. I feel that, I feel that. And it's like, but then that, that does the question. Could you, like, could you use sample like that or something that might be from like something that isn't Christ-like at all and then use that same aesthetic and then talk about God or talk about something that is Christ-like in there? Alright, um, did any of you listen to Monty Fish? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah so that. he's an artist that like fish. <laughs> the duality. I had no idea that there were people who sang Christian music like this and I'm like, wow. My whole perspective is shit, because like um, he he has said this a couple of times how like he's been compared to like Frank Ocean because of like the way he sounds with his stuff, and it's like yeah he had um, said that yeah um, he had been inspired by their sound by Frank Ocean's sound. I think he said Frank Ocean uh, was the creator like was inspired by their sound, and then he had used um, that to create music for God. So it's like, and then I know a lot of like Christian artists that say like inspired by Tupac. And it was like, man, this Tupac, he had this flow or this rhythm. I was like, man, that was really good. All right, I'm going to use it to glorify God. So it's showing that like, and the Bible says like how every good thing comes from God. So like the ability of someone to deliver a bar that comes from God, that's a God given gift. So it's like left to like, are you going to use the gift that God had given to you to glorify him or are you going to use it for something else? I mean, to think about music is that you gotta understand that like no genre is really bad when you think about it. Cause think about the history of hip hop. Hip hop back in, if I remember correctly, the sixties came from jazz, straight off from jazz and it became hip hop. Like hip hop never really, like hip hop in general itself isn't the problem, it's what you speak in the songs of hip hop. Cause hip hop has many different genres. That's why you say Christian hip hop and regular hip hop. So having this inspiration from different artists in that genre does not make it like a bad song. So like if what you talk about in that song that you maybe take the style from can make it either good or bad. So if you have like a, a fake ocean type style and you still talk about like the right message, it can still get the same effect. It's still fine. It's just a style of the music. It's not the exact music itself. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think the problem is a lot of people use like Christian music, like Christian rap, Christian rock, Christian metal, whatever, as a substitute for for the, for hip-hop for regular hip-hop for metal for rock whatever but it really all depends on what they're speaking about like you know just because you know joey badass isn't talking about god does that mean that he's a bad artist like he talks about you know like prison reform social, social consciousness you know elevating yourself like like uh self-love things that and, and you, you could say the same for like people like Kendrick and J. Cole, which funny enough, <clears throat> um, uh, J. Cole is a, no, not J. Cole, Kendrick is a, and I'm going to wrap up after this because we got to talk about other topics, but Kendrick Lamar is a devout Christian. Like in his interviews, he's talked in, um, not in, in the song, uh, Sing About Me. Sing About, about Me, yep. Yeah. yeah, like. The, the, last, the last part of that song is him talk, is him getting baptized and saying the sinner's prayer. But 
because he, but because he like cusses and whatever in his music, people are like, you know, that's the devil music turn that's trash or whatever, but they don't even know the artist behind it. So, you know, just like, just be careful about what you're listening to and make sure that just because it's secular, like make sure that it's like speaking good things into you, speaking good life into you and stuff like that. So we can leave up on that. I think continue. Um, um, continue. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I was gonna say like you said that you listen to music that are problematic. Well, the lyrics are that are problematic. And you know, he acknowledges that, but he, he disagrees with the messages. But they often just music he enjoys, which I get that because I have songs that I enjoy, which like it's hella toxic. So it's like I don't agree with what he's saying. I don't condone it. I'm like you know. Um, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't condone these actions, but the the song boss. But I, I get that. You know, sometimes you can avoid certain songs like that. Boy, forgive me. It's like God, please just one time. <laughs> one time for the one time. I think uh, when I started making beats, I started understanding how like we could glorify God through everything. Cause like I'll pick up a beat like this one time I made this one random beat and I was like oh this is fire I could feel the Holy Ghost when I'm making this whole this beat like man I can feel the presence of God when I'm making this beat like because I chose to make this beat for the glory of God so it's like wow if everything could just be turned and be used for the glory of God like it is blessed kind of like I think that kind of reminds me of how Kanye West in like the um was I think called Sunday Choir, like the album. Mm -hmm. they, what they did was pretty much flip a lot of the songs and used it to glorify God. And they, they flipped and they said, no, um, we, and like that, pretty much that was their whole vibe. Where it's like, no, we're going to take this out of here and then use it to glorify God. Because everyone vibes to this, but like, now we're going to um, use it to glorify God instead. Yeah, for sure. Just like, yeah, I mean, that's really it. It's, it's just using the talents that you have, using the music that you have whatever it is to glorify God at the end of the day. That's really all it's about. Um, but let's move on to the next topic. Um, John was talking about how this week has just been crazy because people don't want to wear masks. People don't want to listen to stuff like that. And like, yeah, man, go ahead. Talk your, <laughs> talk your thing. Cause like how I see it is like it's such a, a simple. This is an article of clothing that you just put around your mouth and nose, and people making it seem like it's something so much bigger. Like this entire time, they'd be asking you for the most simple things. You want you want to go outside, go outside, go have fun, right? Just put a mask on. And it, it seems to be the most complicated thing for people to understand. Oh no, it's not gonna kill me anyways. Nine percent on recovery rate, and it's like. Well, it's just for to be cautious, okay? It doesn't matter if you... I'd rather not catch it in general than be like, you know what? I'm gonna catch it. I'll be fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is... This is, like... It's just a mask. It's really just the most simple thing ever. But for some reason, like, people, Americans are just outraged about just having a mask on their face. I can't breathe. Like, bro, really? Like, come on. Like, it's, it's not that serious. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Yeah, it's like... I agree to one. What I hate is when... when what I hate is when people try to, we, we talked about this before before you went live, but I hate when people try to talk about, you know, how this is like anti-Christian, like me wearing a mask or how like, or like that woman in Florida that was like, um, I was like, you know, you just gotta let things breathe and, that, and that's why I don't wear underwear. <laughs> or like that other woman who was like, God's weep, or he was like, 
God breathed breath into man, so why am I restricting God's breath and being breathed into like just stupid, stupid stuff, man? Like, what are y'all talking about? I mean, see, it's not even, it's not even that, it's not that hard. It's, as as John said, it's an article of clothing, but it's like for some reason, they're taking it like they got to put on the whole 2319 costume from Monsters Inc. Like, bro, no, we're not. <laughs> it's like we're not asking to like fully quarantine yourself. Just put on like a mask. It covers from here to here, not from not from your mouth, but from your nose. Because I see people, your nose. see people wearing their mask on their mouth, and I'm like, what's that going to do? You're, you're still breathing. Like, it's, your nose it's, is like, still. It's, it's like you <laughs> come on now, be better. Like honestly, like, don't be Florida. Don't be the don't be the person that Florida is. Don't don't do it. Cause like it's literally the equate equates basically wearing a glove. Like say you're doing a lab, right? So you wear gloves for what? To like watch out for chemicals spilling on your hands. Does that mean you the chemical is gonna spill on your hands? No, it means it could spill on your hands. So just in case you wear the gloves in general. So just we're not saying that you're gonna catch corona if you don't wear a mask, but there is a chance you could, a higher chance, it's just like put a mask on, you know what I'm saying? I feel like people are also mistaken that like the problem with corona wasn't that it's killing it but it's because it's spreading extremely fast and we're trying to stop it from spreading but people are missing like it's not gonna kill me anyways okay but do you, do you still want to catch it no it's, it's spreading faster to make it a problem but for some people nah, not understand that. honestly this is this is the reason why the united states is still defending from wave like wave one if wave one ever stopped or other countries are on like you know wave two and it's like come on it's like for some reason we think that we're like we're so amazing that we don't have to do what other countries do like we could go out and there was like a whole picture of i think it was like a lake where like there was like a more than i really think there was like more than 300 people just chilling in a lake together with like inner tubes and i'm just like and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, like, what is this? It's like, y'all are asking for this instead of being inside. Doing what we're supposed to do. There's a reason why Florida had a thousand cases in a day in Arizona. And unfortunately, Texas. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've been thinking about running up on people that I see without masks. Put on your mask, dang. It's not, but for some reason, America thinks that we're like above everything. It's like it's like the myth of like American exceptionalism, where it's like we're the only free people. We're the best people. We like are the richest country, superpower, whatever. But then mm-hmm. it's like, wait, John, what? I was I was reading the the chat that Juan said because like people are saying that like if the mask works, why are we social distancing? If social distancing works, why are the mask? If they both work. Why are we in quarantine? But it's kind of like saying. Like if the if the airbags work, why are we wearing seatbelts? The seatbelt works, why are you wearing why you have airbags? It's like, bro, like what do you mean? It's like they all are needed together <laughs> for a reason. For different types of problems. It's like oh, thank you. It's like, look, you are not a doctor. So don't try to dispute with a doctor who studied the virus and knows what it does. If they're telling you to stay away from people 
and wear a mask, then who are you to argue? You're not, you're not, you're not a doctor and you're not Jesus. You know what? So you can't, my, so you don't know. You know what? My dad always, my dad always told me it best. My dad always said, you know, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And that, and that's the main thing that people gotta learn when leaving the house. It's like if you leave the house, you know, sure it's a minor inconvenience. Would you risk going out? Like somehow, unfortunately, contracting the disease and then coming home to your family and then like risk your mom, dad, or your grandparents if you live with them with the with the disease. No, then wear your mask. It, it's really not bad. It, it, and the fact that people are making a whole brouhaha out of wearing your mask. Oh, you know, I mask breath is a thing. All right, well, pop a Listerine, like. It's like wash your mouth before you go. Like keep some alkalis in. Like have some mentos down. Pyramid. Like whatever you gotta do, do it. It's not making excuses for why you can't do it. What you're doing is you're making it work for everyone else. The reason why we're not all out on a beach celebrating the Fourth of July right now. And another thing is that people try to blame it on the protests at the same time. They blame, well, they're not supposed to distancing, but it's like, bro, it's it's been spiking before the protests really began because we opened up too early. So it's like, I mean, you can't say, oh, that protest, they're not following social distancing rules either. It's like, that's not, that wasn't really the, 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 the reason for spikes. I think, like, this just reminded me of um, a day. I think it's my yeah, I think it is hard. Um, like, someone's mic is doing that echoing. What? Mike. Okay, I think we're good now. Yeah, you better mute yourself, boy. Is it good? No. Enough? All right, I'm gonna leave for now. Rude boy. Rude boy. All right, go ahead, Timmy. Really talking down to him, like, yes, yeah, totally mad. <laughs> Uh, I think like this just reminded like the whole thing of like people saying um, that I will not wear a mask that is against like God and it kind of reminded like it just hit me um, the temptation of Jesus and what the devil told him was like if you are the son of God throw yourself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And then Jesus said to him, It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And it's kind of like, man, a lot of people um, take the Bible and say, you know what, God is protecting me, so I can I can do whatever I want, you know, I'm protected. But that's like, Jesus, um, the devil told him, throw yourself down, you know, you're the son of God, God is protecting you, so you, he won't let your foot dash. And Jesus' response was like, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. So it's like, are we moving in ignorance that like God is protecting me so I can do whatever I want? No, 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 no. Make the right decisions, do the right thing, and God will protect you um, in the time He sends you out. So it's like, if God sends you out to a place, for example, God could send you out in the midst of the whole coronavirus and tell you to go do something. And if you do that, yeah, He'll protect you. But if you move out, your, out of your own instincts and out of your own uh, selfishness and say, yeah, I'm just going to do God to protect me. It's like, you know, that's tempting God and putting yourself in danger. And that's why you have a lot of people that say 
but I, but I thought God was protecting me and they end up getting the coronavirus. No, you made a silly, a stupid decision um, and you're tempting the Lord, you're a God. Exactly. It's like, I, I feel like it's not only, it's not only stupid, it's just being selfish. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to be inconvenienced, so I'm going to do what I want to do and then the rest of you have to suffer. And unfortunately, a lot of people have that similar mindset where they don't want to be inconvenienced by the smallest detail that can really just benefit. Because if, every, um, if everyone literally just wore their mask and literally just practiced social distancing instead of, you know, having like block parties or going to like your nearest like, um, I don't know, your nearest beach and like hanging out, then we really wouldn't still be in this, but since people want to be selfish with their decisions and do what they want, instead of, you know, sacrificing a little bit of their own pleasure for the greater good, then this is where we're at now. And I feel like people are mistaking. Oh, go ahead, yo. Sorry, which is like, and and if we're gonna, you know, bring the Bible into it, the Bible calls us not the Bible calls us to not be selfish and to be humble and to love our neighbor and submit ourselves to the needs of those around us. So if you're not wearing a mask, then you're essentially going against that because you're not taking into consideration you're being self-centered and not um, not and not and you're not being so check yourself. <laughs> And people are like mistaking like fear for being cautious. Like, I don't think people are be like afraid of it. People are just being like, okay, it's gonna be, you know, just to be safe, I'm gonna wear this mask. Just gonna wear the mask and be like, oh man, I'm scared, go outside, I'm scared of the corona. It's like, I'm sometimes trying to be like a little extra safe just in case, you know. But of course, I know that like if I if I catch it, I have a low chance of dying. I mean, that's, I know that. I'd rather not catch it in general. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm just being cautious just in case not to catch it. And people think, oh, you're being controlled by fear, which is not really the case. It's just, being cautious just making sure i feel like i feel like anytime i see anyone ask the question of like why should i wear a mask i'll ask why should you brush your teeth why should you wake up in the morning why should you take a shower like i'm like dang i start thinking about that why should i why do you why do you look both ways before you cross the street you don't have to but it's like (laughs) it's like you do it so that you'll be safe now it takes it takes less to wear a mask than it does to look both ways before you cross the street. Cause it's like you're literally got a crane your neck this way, crane your neck that way. But it's so it's so embedded in us that we automatically do it. And that's how wearing a mask should be. It's like it's it's literally so easy enough that a baby could do it. Not saying that you should ask up your babies because mm-hmm. don't don't do that. But just it's literally, it's, it's, it needs to be built into your system. As soon as you go outside to wear your mask, it's like, I think our governor, he just made it so it's mandatory again. The fact that we have to be mandatory again to wear a mask in, um, in Philadelphia is like, come on. Like you weren't, you obviously weren't doing it in the first place. So we had to make it mandatory. Like so that's just, what? <laughs> so we're not, we're not children. Like we shouldn't be having to be yelled at to do some mask on. It's like we shouldn't have like a daily reminder. Hey guys, you see your mask over there? 
oh, you know, don't forget to wear that as soon as you go outside. It's like, no, like, you're not our moms. You're not packing our lunch for us anymore. We should be conscious individuals and really learn how to put on a mask. For real, that's like... Like one said. Like mm-hmm. Juan said that um, not putting a mask on directly affects other people too. So like, it's not only affecting yourself, it could affect other people as well. So let me ask y'all this then. How self, like, is is it not mad selfish for colleges to be opening for fall? For college? It's, 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 it's so, it's so <laughs> I think it's still salty. I'd be salty if it was coming out of my pockets. Before we go into that, let me just say one thing that I heard on Twitter. Now, if Kakashi from Naruto can wear a mask for all that time, then it's not hard for you to pick up a mask and put it on your face. Come on now. Kakashi has for 700 700- Seven hundred episodes. Seven hundred episodes. episodes. This man wore a map, and you can't do it for five seconds. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Obito oh, frowning. Obito is frowning. Number one. Number two. I know I'll be I'll be just as salty as the day is if I was paying out of pocket to open up university in the middle of this right now. So I'm saying. So let me let me explain my plight to. You so, so picture this, right? In May, Temple announces, hey, we're going to reopen and we're going to have this like new altered system where it's like a hybrid of classes, half online, half in person. Um, we're going to, you know, allow students to request more single dorms than usual. Going to you know end early first semester to see if we can be open for second semester. All that stuff. I'm like, I see. I'm telling my mom and my dad. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and lease up an apartment. So then my mom is and dad are like, now you should she chill on that because we don't know what's how it's gonna happen. I'm like, bet. So I go ahead and then I register for like a regular housing option with a roommate. So all is well, I think. And then tell me why. Last week, my mom was like, hey, did you, did you check your classes? I'm like, no, I did not check my classes, dear mother. Let me go see what, what, what has happened and see if, you know, this is anything I need to take into consideration for the next upcoming semester, right? <clears throat> so me, being the good Christian man that I am, you know, I wake up, I wake up the next morning, I say my prayers, I read my Bible, you know what I mean? <laughs> I read the I read, I read the, that verse of the day. I say my prayers is lit. I open up my thing, and it says um, intellectual heritage is online. I'm like, oh, that's different. Okay, cool. Graphic design also online. All right, okay. That's two out of five. Maybe I'll have the rest of these in person. Intro to infographics online. Um, arts and design online. And my last class, which is which was already online to begin with is obviously online. So I'm thinking back and I'm like, hmm. So tell me how it makes sense for a 19-year-old to not only put himself at risk medically, but also to pay not just full tuition, but additional housing costs, which is not cheap. And 
And if I choose not to do housing, to so lease an apartment for a year, which I'll be bound to for that whole year, to spend, to literally just not go anywhere. Cause it's, cause it's, it's, it's not, it isn't like I can just go and hang out after I'm done with my work. I can't, like nowhere's open. And we still can't congregate to go anywhere. So I'll literally just be renting an apartment or staying in my dorm room, just doing work all day, paying full price and not even getting the full experience. Like what this, Y'all got played like, like a pawn like like on, on a chessboard. Like, hold up, look, look, look. Please, is there a sense right there? Is there a sense right there? I can't find it. I can't find what the sense is. I can't find like You are so corny for that. <laughs> Cornball. You are so corny. I can't find it. I can't find it. It's, look, bro, look, my pockets, ain't no sense in there. Like what? Are you just broke? Say it's broke. Just see, I'm lucky like, that I'm not gonna I'm not going to class the fall because I got um work. I know Tim and I go back to class. I don't know what they're doing. I didn't, I didn't read the email that they got to also do like what she said, like single dorms. I think some part hybrid classes probably. But I'm like, yeah, what's the point of making us pay like full tuition to do like basically half online, maybe all online classes? That's just that's out of pocket. Hey, I'm telling you, it's it's literally it's literally corporations and corporations. College is no different than a corporation, and unfortunately, college cares more about its money than it does morals and protecting their students that are giving them their money. So, if they gotta open and have these and have these um dorms for these new freshmen to come in and live to make money off that housing and to make money off you know their online schooling, no matter you know if it's in, if it's in, you know, online or offline, then they're then they're gonna open because at the end of the day, that's what people see it as. College is technically a scam, and you're paying big bucks to go there. So why would they just, you know, be like, nah, you can't, you can't. Oh, we're not gonna open because it'll be costing them money to not open. So, you know. But like that, but that, that hurts you in the long run because not no one's gonna trust you when you reopen. I'm and plus, my kids are dropping out right now. I have mad friends that are taking gap years, and they dropped, they, they dropped out of college. Like last when, it, when it comes to when it comes to money, as you said, like oh, where's that sense? Trying to be corny. Um, <laughs> they don't got sense. They don't have sense. All they see is all I see is dollar signs. Like that song right there. <laughs> all we see is dollar signs. So it's like their sense doesn't matter because if they see money, money and morals, unfortunately in this world, they don't go hand in hand. So it's either you got morals or you got money. And for colleges, it's about money then morals. Although colleges want to give that PR statement that says, you know, guys, and times like this, we all need to come together as one and really figure out how we're gonna really beat this virus together. And then go, and then, and then go ahead. And then go ahead. Wait a minute. What? Ade, what? do you have a hydro flask? What? Don't interrupt me. Bro, for stay that. on topic, bro. What are you I don't care what the man is drinking. Yes, out. I have oh, a question. I'm mad at you. Oh. oh, you live in Texas, bro. You can't say nothing right now. You're um, crying. 
That's a call. As I was saying before, I was really interrupted by Fanny Cheeks over here. Um, what was I? What was I? <laughs> what was I saying? About? <laughs> you can have. You can have. I, I can't hear you. You gotta speak up louder, brother. About coming together. And oh, yeah, to yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's, corny it's, like, it's like you, it's like you either, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, no, obviously you don't believe all that because in order to beat the virus, you got to kind of social distance. And technically, how would, all right, question, how would you social distance if you were in a classroom? It's like you can't, you can't say we're going to social distance. And then, because if you cut lecture halls in half, that would mean that you'd have to have multiple classes, which you possibly, you probably couldn't have because there aren't any, there aren't enough classes that professors teach anyway. So you would have to make multiple ones of those, or you would have to have like everyone in every other seat or every three seats, which would take away probably more than half the class. So, and like I could see like the normal classrooms where it's like actually like a classroom setting, maybe. But for lecture halls where we actually got to study and it's like 200 plus kids, no, it's impossible. So they're literally getting bit by their own words when they're saying, let's beat the virus. You can't beat the virus if everyone's here. And that's why they made the, and that's why they made the classes online. And since the classes are online, people aren't going to be coming into school or coming onto the university, which you're going to have to eat that housing fee if you cancel. So it's it's like... Like Tim, like imagine doing CS 164 with trying social distance. Cause you remember that class freshman year? It, it was a full auditorium, hot as heck, bodies everywhere. It's like, bro, imagine trying to separate all these people. It's like at least 150 people in that classroom in that auditorium. It's like you got to make at least three classes, maybe four, to make up for that one class we're taking. So it's like, I don't know what they're gonna do with all that. Exactly, cause at the most time when a lecture hall is like that, professors only teach. Probably there's like one professor per like every like I want to say like two classes that are in like a lecture hall underneath the same underneath the same class that they teach and it's sometimes it's hard enough to get that so especially and especially since like seniors and juniors will have priority on that then that means it's like it's just it's gonna be a mess I don't I don't know what they were thinking I honestly and, don't and, I honestly don't and a huge part of the college experience is the social life. And if there's no social life, then there's like no other. Uh, see, I can see why gyms. I can see why gyms could be um are closed because obviously that's literally like that's that's assessment like for COVID. Games are gone, bro. Oh, I gotta go <laughs> back again. I hate you so much. Um, yeah. and then you have the libraries that will probably be closed. But then again, and the, and the tech centers. And then you have the dining halls that will literally have to go a massive underchange to mm -hmm. be able to have those because it's like you can only have so many. But aren't those doing aren't those doing takeout meals? Takeout meals? Yeah, that's what I saw. Instead of like having kids sit, they're gonna like have like you know how in um nope 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 stop talking that's stupid they're done <laughs> no they're done I heard takeout meals I quit what. Yeah, all you, it, bro. Like you know how, how you can, like you know how, how you can eat. 
Exactly. Well, like you know, you know how there's that entrance, that entrance on Morgan where you where you, where you tap in. They're gonna, there's gonna be like huge, um, like huge piles of like uh, to go plates. You just take one with you. Damn, that, that's right. great. And it could and it could all be yours for forty thousand dollars a semester. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was living I basically off campus and like we're going to a shelter to get some food, paying thousands of dollars uh, for that, bro. The most stupidest idea. I mean, I get it. I truly do. You're really trying to see campuses are taking two steps forward and like three steps back. They're literally eating their own words. You're trying to be safe, but you're giving me more reason not to come to campus. Does it look like this is DoorDash, like, or curbside pickup? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk out of my dorm just to come over. It's like part of the college experience is eating with your friends. Like, and then you gotta go back to your dorm and eat. Bro, no you by yourself. Remember, 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 uh, uh, wing, uh, wing night. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't have, have Morgan Hall wing nights anymore. Nah, see, nah, it's this time to go. Nope. Mm-mm. Sorry, Tunsil. You graduated. Nah. You ain't got to do this no more. I got three oh, more years. Really see, see, I'm happy I graduated at the same time. Try, look, search, try searching for a job in 2020. I would give my position oh, to me in your position. Yeah. I would rather, I would rather have a hard time figuring out my next class than having to figure out what's my next lifetime going to be. Count to self luck. Yeah, Number right. one. Count to self I ain't trying to have this. What, what's up, Tyler? Just good, bro. Life is easy over there, bro. They give you free, free gems. You know. Where? They go where? Jail. Jail. On the very bottom of places that I will go, it was negative one. How are we going to get to jail, bro? Again, bro. Like, all right, see, again, United States, they're they're focused on, I want to say they're focused on prison reform. So if if their main thing is to, you know, send people to like jail and hope that they're reformed, number one, why aren't you thinking about the prisoners during this time? Because it's like, there are some people in there that shouldn't be there. And you're literally having this entire this entire COVID thing. I really want to know if anyone thought of them. Like, like literally. I, I that, that's all. Weird. But, but it's weird too because because it's like, um, how did the prisoners even get Corona? Because they're not they're not interacting with the outside world unless a guard got in like sneezed on somebody. I mean, keep in mind the Thirteenth Amendment uh, basically allows slavery. So they're probably outside doing work. And some catching from somebody. Yeah, true. Yeah, you could. Yeah, they go outside. Yeah, but when Corona hit, it was mainly in the metropolitan areas, and then it came to like the more rural outside area. So if you're in jail, you're, you're likely on some island or something like that. You'd be surprised. But back to the main thing. Nah, college. They. You might as well take a gap year. Honestly, boss may not the best thing to do. Literally, they're going to do in spring. I don't know. Yes, that's what Terry said you're doing. My parents won't let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I was about to say, and rightfully so, but it's like, you still want to get your education regardless of what's happening. So it's like, you can, 
you can graduate when you were supposed to be graduating, but it's at the same time, it's a pretty stupid situation. It's like, at this point, just cut tuition in half and make everything just let us stay home. Like, don't even make us come. Honestly, like here's the thing, if, if you would have said, hey, never mind, we're gonna move online, here's a, here's a, here's a tuition discount, fine. Totally, totally fine. Cause that's what needs to happen. But you're acting like everything is cool when everywhere is spiking right now. Oh, Pittsburgh that just went, apparently one of my friends told me Pittsburgh just went back into the red zone. Yikes. Like bro, people, places are going back. People, um, Temple students who live in Florida probably couldn't even come back to Temple because they have to self-quarantine. Oh, it's like. Exactly. Temple over here living in Texas. As soon as he comes back to Philly, he'll probably have to self-quarantine. Honestly. Oh, based yeah. on this article that, um, oh. on my phone, what happens? What's up? I was say, based on an article that someone in the chat said, they gave like different examples of um what um country states are doing for the jails. Like someone are reducing like bail to zero to get people more people out of jail for social, to social distance. Some people are like arresting less people. Like it's, it's a lot of different stuff happening in different states. Dang, they're they're dropping their bail down to zero. For like for like non-felony um charges, like like smaller ones, not the big charges. Okay, yeah, like weed charges and stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, I mean that's dope. That's dope. See, people that don't want to wear masks, that's what being considerate is called. <laughs> and for all y'all, and for all y'all people in Florida that claim that y'all Christians, that's what that's what to be considerate. <laughs> That's <laughs> what be considered. Bro. Anyway. I just banished anyway. Florida. Honestly, that's like have you seen that gif of uh of Bugs Bunny that like cutting Texas off from the United States? Florida, you mean? <laughs> what did Texas do, yo? What is what, what did Texas do? Look, y'all are the first state to get that mandate mask. So clearly y'all do something wrong over there, bro. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> clearly y'all y'all don't follow directions. They were having barbecues, talking about wish I was back in Texas. Born <laughs> to go home. <laughs> I should have been. No, I, I should have been. What you said, Sammy? What you say? I said we were good for some time. I was enjoying oh, myself. Basketball. We were hooping. But who would have asked? I know, I know, I know. You can't breathe, but <laughs> so you know the mask on your face, yo. Oh man, lucky you didn't have a Lance Stevenson go like. Oh, you catching it right there? You know, they do that. Blowing his air? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, it's all for, if you guys got Corona, now you got it. She. Now, now, you, now, you, now you can't hoop for two weeks. Really? Hey, John, I remember when we were talking about how um, in Drexel you don't see black people except um, you hear a ball, mm-hmm. and then it's like. <laughs> virus someone gets spit on in the court and it's like man at least i still get a ball bro <laughs> i think i shot open i got a shot off before i caught it it's like all right the ball makes you get corona ball don't lie hey look man ball is life but you can't be life if you're dead so. you can't even play defense correctly bro you gotta at least stay six feet from the person and play defense yo you gotta go all the way back here it's gonna be funny seeing the NBA back in action in, in Florida. What are they thinking? They you know, can't you know, do it. They have a bubble, basically. 
they they took in Disney so like, Land or what? I forget what Disney it is. It it is making like I, a. They took over, they, they a took over something. It's, it's some it's Disney like, place. But like a huge a huge part of basketball are the fans. So you can't oh, no like fans. just be playing. Oh no, yeah, there's, there's no fans at all. No fans. It's an empty court. It's pickup basketball basically. So it's a street ball. So what's the point then? Literally, Alex, just for trophy. Don't got, at least one team don't got advantage over another with the home court. True. Yeah. True facts, man. True facts. But anyway, let's move on to this. This was crazy. I didn't know this was happening, but <clears throat> Josh, you were talking about what's happening in the Smash community right now. Why? Um, with why? Um, all that stuff. I don't. I saw like. My timeline was on fire like the past bro, four days. Bro, all right, hey, so bro, talk to when, did, when did when did it start? It's uh, well, it's been going on for at least I want to say probably you know I want to say a week and like a week and a half. Like this was a half week, but it was going on like the past week. But then this week is where like you know. Stuff really hit the fan. People were getting it. People were getting exposed. You know, left and right. Victims were coming out left and right. And you know what? I was talking to a day because um they reacted to my Instagram story about it, and I was like, that actually hurt because I'm like you know heavily invested into like the Smash community. Smash is my game. So me and my me and my friends watching this actually go down. Like it was it was actually pretty like pretty bad. And you know it's all just about really victims and really it's a smash game with adults being in the same area as really children and really taking advantage of children in this like circumstances like you see people who are like above the age of like you know i want to say like above the legal age messing with like people who were like underage and it's just like why like honestly why like People who are big streamers, big commentators, like pro players in the game, you saw their names get a name drop left and right. It was like, the CEO it was like Evo. Wednesday. What? The CEO of Evo? Yeah, CEO, like, yeah. yeah, even him. Yeah, the CEO of Evo was on, like, was apparently, he had his like skeletons. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm heartbroken, but at the same time, it's like, I'm glad this is coming out so that you know we can weed out the people and make the community of uh, like a better place but at the same time it's like to have this really happen it's like bro as, as i said on my snap story it cost you i mean instagram it cost you zero dollars to not be a predator of, like of any kind just say no like if someone's getting too friendly with you and you realize they're like they're you're older and they're so much younger stop really stop it's and it's like even Nintendo took notice of it. They released a statement. So yeah. apparently like, they're watching. So it's like at the same time, it's like, all right. It's like they know what's happening. We know what's happening. So it's time to really just hopefully, you know, legal action. Some of it's taken because this, this stuff just can't be like unnoticed. But it's like you have to take a look at like the video game community and how it treats children and and like women because when women come in like apparently you know all sense is lost because people are like oh there's a there's a video gamer who happens to be a woman 
oh, like, shoot, let me start, like, eyeing her. And that's when it's like, no, it's like, if they're uncomfortable at a venue, it's like, are you really going to be that person and just, like, keep on trying to, like, like instigate or come on her? No, stop. So, that's how it started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, for those watching that don't know, a lot of the, <clears throat> there are a lot of, so pro gaming is a huge, huge thing, especially in the Smash community, and there were a lot of top gamers who, over the week, were found to be guilty or were, or were like, um, or were heavily alleged accused. to have, or, or heavily accused to have had, like, relations with minors and, like, pedophilia, sex trafficking, uh, sexual assault, just the list goes on and on and on and on. And uh, I, I can't see pro gaming ever being the same after this. Like there either has to be like some kind of age requirement or mm -hmm. there has to be like some kind of constant monitoring of like your Discord or, or your DMs or something like that because all this was happening behind the scenes. Like, like Honestly, um, it was like after, it was, it was at after parties it was because some venues, some venues had um, some pro gaming um, events have like an alcohol area, so it's like you gotta you gotta like remove that because you know people drink and lose like five steps of like their humanity and wanna wanna act buck wild and go off the deep end. So if you gotta if you gotta remove alcohol from venues, which is a lot, what a lot of people are talking about, then you know what, so be it. If people are talking about you know splitting one section from the other it's like adults on one side minors on the other and so be it but the the fact that it got to this point is ridiculous and it's honestly making me sick to my stomach because why should this even be a thing but you know what about it is that like i follow someone named afro sanji i don't know if i know him and he's like friends with people so like and then like you talked about I know he switched to zero he's one of the pro gamers and then like a lot of other people I find it like it's not really only like the the male gamers it's, it's even female gamers so I'm like damn y'all doing it too it's like the little fourteen year old boys yeah. I'm like yo wildin yeah, yeah. and I'm like and I think someone brought up something it's like you know that like most boys won't talk about it because like at fourteen they're like oh man I, this this is a good thing you know what I'm saying though like technically it's not because you're fourteen bro and she's grown and I was like that's wild it's like it's an entire fandom. And it kept happening back to back. I've seen like more and more and more names. So I'm like, dang, like, yo, the Smash community was like this? I I, I had no idea. I was like, yeah, like, none of the. Yeah, go ahead, Timmy. No, 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 keep talking. Talk. I'll show you. I'll show you guys something. Okay. All right, make sure it's all right. Because I mean, we can try to get banned on Twitch. Um, <laughs> facts, facts. But yeah, there's some, like, dirt. But it's like. Um, yeah, it's like it, the wool literally got pulled over so many people's eyes. I know I was talking with like my friend group at Tumble that I met in like the game room because the day knows I was I was in there little like real, like literally almost religiously playing that game. So like we, we were having like a huge discussion about it and it's like and some other friends, it's like we honestly never knew. And the fact that it goes back to, you know, like manipulation, people were getting like blackmail, people were um he were like being like heavily like influenced by other people that they thought were like their role models, which brings up um, basically idolizing people versus looking up to people and, you know, really not meeting your heroes and really not thinking that this person is one way that you see on the internet because apparently you never know what they could be doing. 
So when it comes to like idolizing, it's like you don't want to idolize someone because you know God says you know don't create false idols. So it's like and that's and that's one way to you know obey Him, but also to protect yourself. Because if you because if you idolize someone, then it means it's like you'll literally believe them and defend them to the bitter end, which is what I've been seeing a lot of people doing. And it gets like caught up, like you will blindly follow them and say, oh, you're my idol. Oh, let's, all right, let's go over here and like um, have some friendlies in video games, which is, you know, just like practicing for like the tournament and then like goes into like something worse or it's, and then you have, you know, just looking up to someone, it's like, all right, I looked up to you, but even then it still hurt. So, the community is just going through like so much turmoil we're talking about like what should happen next what are, what are the next steps we need to take how can we make it safer for you know women who are gamers and more specifically kids who are gamers because i remember when i was like going off to a place my mom would always ask where are you going who are you with and i would always think to myself it's like why are you doing this like don't you have like some trust in me but it's like now i know that although she might have trusted me, she didn't trust the people that I was with, because you don't, you never know. And unfortunately, being all this being brought to light, especially in a videos game, it's having a lot more. Cho- I've seen so many um, people in the Smash community who are kids question, okay, well, how can I explain to my parents what's happening? Because I still want to be able to participate in this. Well, it, it, it's literally like I. Like, I'm sad for them because this is something that they love, which is being something that's so tainted now due to the actions of some of like, although it may seem like a few, it's, it's, it's the impact will last for at least like out four to five years tops. Yeah, like that's, that's what breaks my heart about this whole thing is like, think of, because I'm not like a pro gamer, but I love Smash to death. Like, I, I remember when I first saw. Brawl. Yo, Josh, you're frozen on my screen, by the way. Sorry. I'm frozen? Yeah, your, your camera's frozen. For me. Good. Me too. Is it for the stream? No, it's literally his face was just frozen on one part. You can hear him perfectly fine. It's just his face was frozen. Alright, how about now? He looked like this. <laughs> I still frozen? Uh, well, now I can't nah. see you. Alright, I'll fix that myself. I got you. Alright, then. You go ahead, Dad. But that's. I picture it as myself. I was, I wasn't in the, I'm not, again, I'm not a pro gamer, but I remember like literally like playing Brawl for the first time at my friend's house when I was like 10. And like mm-hmm. such a pivotal moment in my life. Cause that like Brawl holds a special place in my heart. Like Smash period holds a special place in my heart. That, Cause that was like what brought us, you know, um, uh, that brought us like together. And especially since me and that friend aren't necessarily close anymore. Um, it like helps to remember that at least we have this one thing in common. So imagine all those kids, especially all those, um, all the all the girl gamers who are, you know, looking up to, to people like Nairo or anybody else who might have gotten accused. And mm-hmm. now they're like, you know, how do like not only how do I spend this to my parents, people who question what I do, but how, but how can I enter this community and make sure that I'm not being preyed upon? Because that's what that's what was weird about it too, is that the people who are praying never made it obvious. And again, these kids were like, you know, 10 and, and these kids are like 14 below. 
and they're impressionable, they don't know what's going on. All they see is, I want to play Smash. This guy is my idol. How can I do that? And that's that's what's like so like sick about it. It's like these guys are really taking advantage of these kids like innocent for their yeah, own. Yeah, and also like, some of the victims were like, um, not all of them like below. Some of them were like above, like right up until they were like also like seventeen to like the victims were like range from like fourteen to seventeen. Yeah, it's, and it's just not, like, and still like, and it's like most of the times for like the the woman in the community, it's like they were, um, it was mostly the men in the community who had the power because they were like. They were big names. They had literally had like every type of like hold in the community because they've been in there for so long. And mm-hmm. they use that power to abuse that power to really get what they want. And I'm just sitting here like, you're this old. You have this career. You could literally find someone your own age. Exactly. Like, why would you put your career like at, at this point, I was thinking about, I was more thinking about their career, but it's really not about like, why would you put your career at that risk? It's why would you put the victim at that risk? Why would you put the victim through this? Why would you put, why would you put yourself through this? Like one mistake that you made, made an impact on the community, your fans, the victim, your career is like the last thing. Cause it's like being a good human comes before your career. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm 100% standing by that. If people talk about, oh, well, I thought this would be, I thought this wouldn't, you know, work well with my image, then if you care about, if you care about how people think about you more than your impact that you had on the victim by doing this, then you should have never had that crew in the first place because you obviously don't know how to handle the power that comes with what you got from that career and you're clearly don't know how to treat a victim whether it be whether it be a man or a woman but that's it straight facts straight facts and it's also it's also weird too because if you recall this isn't the first time when this is happening like this happened last year in the pokemon mm-hmm. yep um, oh yeah someone did mention that i'm not i'm Nappy. not yeah i was i was not <laughs> yeah like it happened with king Nappy, and then like 2015, 2016, that happened again in the Minecraft community with like Bashiverse and all, the, all those other guys. And it's always been the same kind of routine. Like, yeah. that routine that makes it sound like it's really you, know the, you know what's the worst part about it? I, I looked up to the people in the Pokemon community. When that happened, I was like, all right, I'm done with, I'm done with this. I fled to the Smash community because I thought it was going to be, really? yeah, I thought it was going to be all right. Lo and behold, the place that I fled from, or the that I fled to, was worse than the people that I fled from. So I literally, when this was going on, I was like, "All right, like this broke so much trust within so many communities." And there's a theme that goes on with this: it's adults playing children's games. Exactly, I would say it's the the, the games are targeting like all artists, especially of children, and like. Um, teenagers like Smash, Pokemon, Minecraft, or like yeah. targeting young artists and audiences. Like exactly, it's like you're playing a children's game, so there's bound to be children in that area, which is worse for people, which is worse for the children because it targets. I mean, it brings in adults who 
are like, oh, this is doing, this is like a children's game. Okay. Um, I'm like, I think I'm a predator. So maybe I'll like, and it's like, no, it's like protect the children. But at the time you can't because there's no lock on how old you are to play a kid's game. It's like me and my friends, we still play Mario Party. Mario Party is a great game. It's, mm -hmm. it's really fun to play. You can play with your friends, play with your family, but these Nintendo games are literally geared to children and it draws in. Like Smash, Smash is a, is a, is a party game first. Then it's a competitive game, which brings in so many people from all over the country to majors, to regionals, to really get their, to really like get their placings, meet new friends. But unfortunately, it has, as you're seeing now, there's a darker undertone. And the undertone is basically saying, we can't trust adults to play a children's game. Mm. Can't. Because adults don't know how to act. They don't. And then I saw this weird post on Twitter. It was like, this is what happens when you give nerds power. And not not necessarily in that in like the face that that face value kind of way, but when he explained it, he said, "You have to imagine a lot of these people like Nairo, people like Basher, King Nappy, they were never like socialized. They were never people that were like outgoing or whatever, or had a lot of meaning, had a lot of meaningful relationships in real in real life. So actually, no, they." They did, they did. Like, like, before the video game or after the video game? Um, before. Also, uh, also well, like, uh, but like, you can, you can have that, but it's like, the friends that you make during it is also like, it's also meaningful, but sure. they still have them prior. It's yeah, like, you can say that, well, you can say that about, you can say that about like anything, like, before like before college or school do you have any meaningful relationships no you built it through the experiences that you had yeah the um but but, but the point being though is that this is why is that when you give somebody um power on such a massive scale as that and as rapid as that mm -hmm. then it gives off this facade that they're untouchable so they're able to, especially when you have all these fans that are looking up to you, young mm -hmm. or old, that, that gives you this complex, almost almost kind of like a God complex, which again plays back, plays back to the Bible talking about having no false idols. But because in this complex of like, I am this person who these people you look up to, and then something in their mind switches from using that to better the community, to using it for their own, desires which it just so happens that the desires that these people had were were pedophilia that's essential as a as the quote goes absolute power corrupts absolutely and unfortunately when you have that much power you literally think that oh you literally think that you're the celebrity of that area or with the genre that you're in and while that may be true to like an extent it's like you still can't abuse the power that you're given because so many people looked up to you so many people believed in you so many people supported you that it's it's literally gotten to the point where it's like they're literally asking like who who can i trust in the community now because 
one of the um the person who was um who was 14 at the time like yesterday he literally almost you know was talking about committing suicide so it's like it was well it was like a one-time thing that happened but it left it left wow it left a lifelong impact on the victim that they could be carrying that you literally got away with for all those years and the fact that you didn't even think about it or is is ridiculous to me because like literally how could you do all these things and literally go to bed and wake up and get on your streaming platform and literally you know make money and get more fame when this person is suffering i, I never could understand i think one thing about think- it is kind of like the lack of my fault in it but i mean the lack of um representation of like women in the gaming community because like i mean of course there's a lot of gamer girls like, like y'all have seen but like Really, when you look at it in a, in a whole sense, like it's like a whole lot less than a percentage based than like the males. You know, like I, of course, you hear it, it's mostly the the men that's perpetuating on like um, young or younger women. Like uh, Terry talked about, like there's a book about like women once get preyed on, which is like, a stupid quote. Like I don't know what, what I came from from the writer. And it's like I don't know. I feel like if there's like more representation in like, the gaming community for more different women, I guess it's like they'll find people of their age who have their interest. Uh, I guess it's something. Those lines, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, the, the, go, go ahead, Tony. So, what, what I, I, I want to show you guys something so you can just keep talking. Okay. Okay. All right, I was, I was going to say, see, the worst part about that is even if there are women, more women in the gaming community who share like the same interests, it's, it's, I, I wish it wouldn't happen, but. Like assault and sexual misconduct would still happen because they're like the power that they would the power that they have in that area and the fact that it's like the woman could probably be like new and not really know because it all it takes is for like someone to start bugging someone at like a setup or like really come near them after the tournament and really start to like follow them or make unwanted advances on them it'll happen no matter how like regardless the age because if there's men in power in that position they will use it whether it be tournament organizers or as tos as we call them whether it be commentators who have who have fans that happen to be women or just players pro players who also have fans that happen to be women regardless of the age there is a power gap and a power dynamic in there that unfortunately the men who <laughs> really get to really one up and really manipulate the um the woman into doing what they want to do, which isn't right by any means, but unfortunately it's gonna happen regardless of the age. And while it has and while we have seen one instance and I've seen people argue this. It's like, oh well, would it? Would you really be doing it? Would you really be defending it if it was like the reverse? And like, yeah, you saw all these people. And the reason why a lot of like the men don't say anything is because like all those men underneath that were commenting, oh, he's like, that was fourteen when it happened to me. Oh, I wish it was. And it's like, no, like, what are you doing? Yeah, see that that mindset is why a lot of men don't like, come out. Exactly. It's like that's the. It's like that's disgusting, and that's why a lot of people don't talk about it. But. Unfortunately, the reality is there's a lot more men doing it than women will ever do. 
that's because of, of how the gaming community is set up yep. it's very the gaming community is very male oriented yes sir that's that's facts there's it's it's extreme you could just see it by at tournaments there are so many more men than women and there's a reason why women are afraid of going to tournaments and afraid of going to locals because of these stories right now and that's why you don't see them because unfortunately they don't believe it's a place for them due to what they hear from their friends due to what they're seeing on twitter unfortunately it breaks some of their hearts because there are a lot of gamers out there who are women who want to enjoy this but they can't once again because for some reason men can't control themselves when they see another um when they see the different gender in their area like i saw a couple days ago on twitter um it was a post of um a woman who said i really wish i could go for a uh, for a jog right now but i realize i'm a woman and it's like the same thing in the, in the video game community. I really wish I could do this, but I realize I'm a woman and I hear all these stories about them getting manipulated and sexually abused in that area. And it's just not okay. Especially in the gaming community because female gamers have always been uh, fetishized. The gaming that community is because because they're seen as like unicorns. It's like, oh, you're a girl and you're hot and you like Mario? Like, like so exactly. when you, so add that complex onto it, onto the power complex, that that doesn't make for a good, like um, that, that doesn't make for a good mixture because now you're having people who are in, who are in powerful positions that are power drunk, that see that unicorn and they're like, I want to conquer that unicorn. I'm going to do it because I want to. And mm-hmm. they're not going to stop. And there's no way, honestly, I don't see, I don't see issues like sexual assault, whatever, changing, unless men, unless men take the initiative to become accountable for that. It's, 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 it's just like the issue with, um, with um, uh, racism. I don't see it becoming X'd out until white people begin to take begin to take initiative that they that they have the privilege to stop it. Because every every issue of oppression is, is not is not the minority's problem. Every issue of oppression is the oppressor's problem because they have the power in that, that dynamic. Therefore so I go to a Twitch party and go there and I'm like, hey she's cute and I start harassing her. And then you know some dudes you know say it's like ninja my shoulder and he's like yo don't do that i'm gonna think twice before i ever do it again because not only did this did ninja who is a male streamer who has massive amounts of influence tell me that but another man told me that it, it just it just it, it's different in the mind that's what the case the, is the only thing about that and it won't work hopefully the new era will change that but video game communities are so built on the bro code and on sort of like a like as i read on twitter like a frat a frat mindset that people like top people in the communities regardless of the game will literally do will protect each other if they have to Mm -hmm. literally you know make 
make up like you know fabrications or support another or like look the other way just because of what's happening and that's why we're at the way that we're at now is because like and the reason you see so many people getting brought to light now is because they were literally protected by their friends who are also higher in the gaming community so it's literally men committing atrocities in the gaming community and then being protected by their other <clears throat> friends in the gaming community so you didn't hear about this stuff until way later on and you see it coming out now and you see all everyone hurt by this which you know it's as i say and unfortunately it shouldn't happen but before creation there's destruction so mm-hmm. in order to like rebuild this community it has to be like destroyed of every aspect of everyone who was ever doing these types of issues they have to be outed by the vic like the vic see another thing is the victims have to do it don't speak up for victims let the victims speak up for themselves like if the victims want to if the victims want to say something because if you say something for the victims then it's like the victim will be like it's like okay but like i didn't feel like i was ready enough to put it out there but the fact that it was put out there it's like it's it's helping like renew and restore i saw i see a lot of people saying this is the worst week for smash and i heard like um one of the people that i listened to leffen he was a good melee player he said no this was a good week for smash because even though these things happen and we feel like we feel a tremendous amount of sorrow for the victims. It's helping weed out these people so that we can sort of like rebuild. And the thing about gaming communities is I truly want to believe that we can rebuild and that it'll, and that all gaming communities will sort of be safe in an aspect. But unfortunately, it's like it's harder to believe that because of the people who play these games have no restraint. So it's it's like it's like a 50 50. It's like I want to believe it, but I don't. It's I feel like it's like a fleeting dream, like a wishful thinking type of thing. Yeah, gaming communities in general have always been pretty toxic, in my opinion, for like a, a majority of different things. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, especially like when the when like PlayStation released about like they delayed the their um, event because of Black Lives Matter. And you check the comments, like, oh, we don't care about that, we want our games. It's like y'all are just that, that entire community can just. Unnecessarily toxic for no reason. Ever, you ever, you ever go on uh, Xbox Live and play Call of Duty? I guarantee you get called the yeah. N word within five seconds of playing. Not anymore because of the venue for that. But yeah. back in the day, yeah. It's just gamer so, words. It's like, yeah. Police officers can, kill, can still kill someone. They'll get fired. They'll do it again. True. That's true. What's up? Yes. You got something to say, bro? Um, tell me what you want to show us. Yeah. I want to show you guys this, right? So this was in March when I was praying and I was like, you know, God, give me something. And I want to show you guys this. It's, it's really interesting. I'll share my screen. There's no sound, right? Cause you've been having problems with the sound. You screen record. It's, it's just a, a, what's that thing called? A, a writing. Okay. Can you see it? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I see it. 
So like one thing that was like highlighted in this call was that Can the stream see this by the way? Yes, they can. Yeah, they can. Okay. You might want to highlight a different color though, because they can't really read it. The blue is kind of. Yeah. You like. You like a yellow or something for us. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, take the blue off first. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that one line right there, the truth comes out of the cracks. It leaks, but then expression eventually gets too much, the whole expands. It's crazy because, like, we never knew anybody about the Smash community until now. Yeah. And, and look at, like, the line right before that. Like, think about it. this was in March, right? And mm -hmm. we had no idea that um, George Floyd would die in March. And then, like, the line before that literally says fire and chaos. And I'm like, Whoa. All right, right. Yeah, that's what you Where it says fire burning chaos starting, do not be afraid because that is the place you want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think why this is being like so, such a huge thing right now is like we are all in our houses able to see it all like back in you know the past times when black folks got shot or when the pokemon community went down life still went on so we were like oh you know rest in peace rest in peace of the victims prayers and blessings prayers and like like uh, what do they say thoughts and prayers to our victims and then we just move on with our lives but now we're stuck at home with nothing but that to see on our timeline. So we're, so now we're more climate changes. Honestly, we were talking about that. A lot of people, a lot of humans are talking about that. The reason, or the reason why they think this is happening, is because a lot of people put in general because of COVID, and people are home. So what happens when you're home? You start to think. And sometimes when and when you think about things, you think about, you know what, I've had enough, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to speak out about what happened. Which is great, because in my belief, if there were tournaments and it was still going on, these people would still be seeing these other people, and this sort of like hush-hush would still go on, because no one would want to really like speak on it, because they really didn't want to ruin the tournament atmosphere was going on or you know go to tournaments or something like that but now that tournaments are not happening it really gave you know time to think about what's happening and and you see that you see what you was happening but you know it's been a so it's been a, it's been a rough like you know a week and a half you know i names will probably you know still get still get dropped but I, it's it's unfortunate but it's necessary that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. like, Agreed. I'm like, I remember I was praying last night or a couple of nights ago, and I was like, 
I was being very, very honest with God. And I was like, you know, everything sucks right now. I'm not going back to school probably. My classes are online. I can't go outside and see my friends again. You know, like, what, what is the purpose of this? Like, like show, me the, show me the purpose of this and then I'll live my life according to that. And this is really what it is that I think I'm seeing is like, we needed to be here for this stuff to happen. And we needed to be here so that way, when God does let us out again, we'll be able to operate in a world that is in need of change. Because once you because because once you tear down what's existing, you need someone else to build up to build it back up, and that's where we come in. Because we're we are a generation that isn't afraid to question the status quo and isn't afraid to challenge isn't afraid to challenge the powers that be. So that's um, that's definitely it's not really a prophetic word, but that's definitely something that I've seen happening these past few days. And like, and, and if it happens at the cost of my college experience, at the cost of my um, at the cost of essentially my happiness, then you know that that is what has to be because yeah. because the. I know that at the end of this, when the Bible talks about how, um, or not the Bible, but there's that song by Elevation where it's like, um, I'm gonna see the victory. Like I know that at the end, I know that, I know that at the end of this, there's gonna be so much, so much like, so much greater than what I can even imagine that I won't even miss the time that I was in so it's definitely been like some encouragement going on stuff like that i think when you sent when you sent that song to the group i pictured you jamming it and crying and saying, now i'm gonna see your victory no lie i was in my bathroom <laughs> crazy <laughs> i'm not even gonna hold you i like hands out i wasn't crying but i was like crying. but i was crazy man i could see this man had like one tear rolling down his face what like one that one single tear down his face? That that one that one single that one single tear like the um like the homeboy from Clouded with a Chance of Meatballs had. He's got that one Get back in there. Get that tear. And now yeah. Good. Like, you know, it's a video game that I love, you know, the community has to be, you know, sacrificed and like rebuilt for, you know, like the greater good. It's gonna hurt, but it's like unfortunately I have to I have to like, you know, give give that up. Cause it it hurt, bro. When I tell you I woke up to my timeline literally on fire, I literally woke up like that was the it was that like, gift of that dude walking in with like that box of pizza and seeing like everything like on like fire. <laughs> that was that was literally me like when I woke up, like I woke up and I logged on to Twitter. Ooh, I I honestly really wish I didn't that day, but it was on fire. There were like notifications after. If if I refreshed my like the amount of times that I refreshed, if I had a dollar for that, bro, I'd be set for life. Like I'd literally be set for life. <laughs> I like what's I like what's next? What's happening now? It's like I I literally couldn't get off my phone for that entire day. It's yeah, which. We also hear of the Epstein thingy. Yes. Of the lady who got exposed as well. 
2020 is the it's year like, for people getting exposed. Bro, honestly, yep. and, and to be real, I, like, I, I love that. I love that people are beginning to be, are beginning to be, you know, um, held accountable, not being protected by the law. It's, it's actually interesting. She was, when Epstein com- committed, su- well, committed suicide, um, he wrote in a clause in his will that she was going to be protected from all federal prosecution. So that's the only reason why she was able to live this long in seclusion. But then I guess they have found enough evidence to overturn that and then go ahead and arrest her. And, and if she steals her we're talking about the majority of 1% of America being like this dude. And like, there's this news that just came in that said like, the royal the british royal family has been dragged into like the whole like it literally just came in when 640 something 640 <laughs> like a picture had like come out that um the lady with the sexual allegations thing was found sitting on like the the like the throne in buckingham house so it's like oh that's not a good look <laughs> and also because the prince was you know Messing around on the island with a bunch of underage girls. So there's that. It all that. goes back to messing with the, the bro. What is it about that? I, I don't like, know. I never I never understood. Like, I never could understand. I honestly could never understand. Most Just like thing. the US gymnast that was doing this. It's like you know the um the United States um trainer that was that was doing all this that was found guilty. Oh, the uh, training for the, gym, the gymnast, right? The gymnast yeah. trainer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. You. I know what I'm, you're like, I'm like, bro, is it everyone in, in that has power that feels like you need to like manipulate and abuse it and mess with un- and mess with people that are not your age? Look, bro, is it that hard? Is it that hard to find someone your own age? No. Please. It's 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 annoying. But it's thanks. like every. It's like everywhere you look and everywhere you hear of something like some allegations, it's like, oh, he was, you know, he was messing with the um, people who are underage. Oh, you know, this this teacher was um was found having a relationship with a with a student. Oh, it's like people in power, please stop abusing it, please. It's it's old, and it's tired. It's gross. They don't do too much. Nothing old, tired, gross, whatever other name you want to throw under it is like, stop, please. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say. But that actually is good to lead into the last topic, and then we can do uh, questions if the chat has any. But um, Teme asked this in the group chat. He was like, "Where do we go from here?" Because at a certain point, we're all going to be out the house again going about our lives and trying to do what we're trying to do. So how do we like keep this energy and like, how do we attempt to change, to change what's been torn down from the Smash community to, you know, the greater politics and powers that be, if you guys have any ideas. I feel, I mean, oh, go ahead, Oh, uh, you, you guys can talk then. I'll just come in at the end. Uh, you can come in right now if you want. 
Y'all put me on the spot. It is your topic. It's your topic, fool. I think like um, right before the call, I had like been taken to like Luke 18. And it says this, um, then he, this is Jesus, spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And this is a story of like this persistent widow when she's like, she goes back to this um, um, like the, the 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 justice, pretty much the judge guy, and it was like she kept um, seeking for justice, and um, like the guy gave her justice not because he cared, not because he had fear of man, but because of her persistence. And then like um, how we have been put back to withdraw because of like the coronavirus increase, but just because we've been put back to withdraw doesn't mean that we should stop. And then I think. Um, a few days ago, I was praying, and then the Lord had showed me like, like it was kind of like a picture of I was sitting on a horse, and then um, I wasn't moving, but people were charging and people were moving around me. And I'm like, bro, why am I moving? And then I heard Jesus ask me like, why are you not moving? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, why am I not moving? And he's like, um, you need to pray, and it's like, let's not have this. I'm not going outside stop me from actually doing what i can do and that's to pray because like prayer actually changes things prayer actually breaks strongholds prayer actually moves a lot of things because like look at how i have known all the way in march that people will get exposed this year like who would have thought that that would happen this year but god knew because i had spent time with him in prayer so it's like in this time a quick way to um fight for justice it's like Continue praying about this thing. Continue praying about this thing. Continue praying that Lord equip me so that when we eventually get out there, if this thing is still advice, I already know how to tackle it. I already know how to get rid of it because I've been equipped by you. That's that kind of connects. That kind of connects to because you know the NBA is actually going through that right now. A lot of um, NBA players don't feel like they should play um, basketball because it might take away from them the movement of the Black Lives Matter movement. They'd rather focus on empowering that than just going to play hoops, which I perfectly understand. You know what I'm saying? Like most people are conflicted. They're like, yeah, we want to see to come back, but at the same time, we want to continue the energy we have of trying to fight fire person and get like us back to a certain point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, and we should always keep keep that same energy going forward. As much as the media keeps trying to like quiet it down, that stuff got going on. There's still going on outside. Like I heard, I forgot what state it was. Like, I think it was maybe Cali or something. Like they they've been like um. Like for the past three weeks, uh, non-stop protests every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like the agents mm-hmm. still gotta keep being pushed forward. You know, more, more just needs to be like shown and more keep going forward. Not just be laid off as soon as quarantine's over to go back outside. We still gotta keep speaking up and keep um, making keep making justice try to be pushed pushed in our society. I feel like moving forward, and this could just be applied to in general is don't waste this time that God has given us because 2020 although what a uh, what a year it's been like this corona this corona this quarantine has really given us time to really think about you know what's important it has given us the ability to really connect with God more it's given us the ability to be still we're not we don't have jobs we don't have really 
anything at this point. So literally what we have is, you know, this right here. And really, all, like really just, you know, tune in. Don't waste the words that, you know, God continues to provide in us. Don't waste the skills that you've learned as we're moving forward, as we go outside, you know, don't waste the things that you've learned. It's like some people will say, oh, you know, after this, people are probably gonna go, just go back to, you know, their old hygiene habits, like, you know, not washing their hands all the time. No, it's like after this, after this go back to, you know, washing your hands. Like, even though we're not social distancing as much, still practice some social distancing to like a little bit. Like if someone is sick, don't be all up on them. Just like, just don't. If someone, if you see someone, if you see like someone struggling, you know, help them. As we were talking about last time with um, like protecting um, black women, like still keep on doing the things that you've talked about on the internet because actions speak louder than words. And while you can be campaigning all of this on the internet, as soon as we get back out, it's literally gonna be your tweets versus your actions. So what's yeah. gonna win more? So that's literally what you have to continue to take as you as you go out. I can say from my point of view for the the Smash community, what they, what we can do as a whole is don't forget what has happened. How can we forget what has happened? It's it's literally just been a dramatic process for everyone, including the victims. What we can do is learn from our mistakes. Don't go back to, you know, the same sluggish behavior that was happening all the time. Don't go back to, you know, the bro code, just protecting your friends because they're your bros. Continue to check them. Continue to, you know, if you see something, say something. Because, um... I forgot who said this, but it was a streamer that I watched and he was talking about it. He said that evil evil wins when good sees something and says nothing. So so if you see something and if you're the good person that you know you think you are and if you're um if you're religious it's like that, you know that God wants you to be then say something, um, silences, violence, don't be complacent with anything. And yeah, just honestly, yeah, don't forget the lessons that you've learned because yeah, when we get back out, it's literally just gonna be how it was before. And if it is how it was before, then you've proven that we've literally didn't take the time to better ourselves. Facts. I would, I would just, yeah, I'm pretty much just echoing what you all have said. Um, but I will say that from from a Christian perspective, to definitely ask God whatever it is to show you whatever it is He needs to show you, and teach you whatever it is He needs to teach you. And I would advise to do that, not being expecting that He'll just give it to you all quickly, because mm -hmm. there are a lot of there are a lot of lessons that I've learned during this time. I definitely I definitely won't uh, forget. And a lot of things that God has been showing me and promised me and taught me that I wouldn't give up this time being at home for anything else for. So by the same time, those all came and all accumulated, I'd say maybe last week. 
So the the path to learning is slow, especially when you're dealing with um, when you're dealing with God. That's because he, he needs you to grow in Him first before He shows you those things. Like I've been reading my Bible more than I ever have before, praying more than I ever have before, worshiping more than I ever have before, watching sermons more than I ever have before, and just trying to grow stronger because that's because you know that's where the source is. You know. The Bible says that God created man, and if you notice in that verse, God was the first was the first relationship that man ever had before Eve, before people. It was just God and Adam. So it's up to you to foster that to foster that first foundational relationship that we all have with the you know the Most High. And I would say for those who don't believe in God, instead of the sediment still remains, you know, you can't just waste this time um, uh, wondering and hoping for things to just, for things to just go back to normal. Because the truth is, normal is dead. Normal, God, God saw that normal was not working and that's why we're in this position right now. If everything was normal, nothing would have happened in the Smash community, nothing would have happened with, uh, with um, Epstein's girlfriend, nothing would, nothing would have happened that would have been the protest, nothing like that would have happened if we were just living normal. So I'd definitely just say to use this time to like cultivate, learn, you know, I'm I'm not saying that you gotta be like, you know, on your P's and Q's and starting a business business every week or like driving yourself crazy. Definitely definitely you know, like definitely take, take time take time to rest. And take take time to like just observe life and just like, you know, rest yourself, rest your mind with your body, with your spirit. But just really use this time to to learn the most and like just to really like dig into what you're passionate about or explore or explore something new or explore build upon what you already know. Because when we get back out here, life for the most part is gonna continue at the same pace that it's been that it's been on. So you're so you're gonna have less time to do what you always wanted to and less time to really focus on the things that matter. So I would definitely just say, you know, when you get when you get back out there, keep the same energy that you put in on your Twitter feed. Keep the same energy you've been putting on your Instagram story. Keep the same energy perpetuating and speaking out into the world, and keep that and really seek to make change in the world. Because that's that's the only way that we that we grow as people is if we question, criticize, and if need be, demolish the status quo in favor of a new one. So that's no. the world people um backing off of that actually made a great point all right so also all moves next is moving forward you know don't go out expecting it to be your season because Mm -hmm. it's only only god can really only he knows if it's your season or not and he will show you if it's your season or not we learned this I, it was a, I, I think, see, when I think about this, I really think that God is uh, up is up there saying like, you know what, I tried to, I tried to tell you, only I know, because I can't tell you how many people were saying, oh, 2020 is going to be our year, 2020, we're going to do this, 2020, we're going to do that, and it's like, no, because you don't know what season you're in so you can't expect 20 you you can't speak those things it's like okay sure as people as people want to say now you can manifest it 
but it's like shout out to you know shout out to B Simone for that. <laughs> but it's like that wasn't hers. Not B Simone. <laughs> was it? Nah, it wasn't hers. Did you see? She plagiarized the majority of her book. It wasn't like she. I know she like plagiarized and everything, but it's like, like she didn't like. Oh. But yeah, people associated it's still, it's with still her. Zero on the assignment, bro. Bro, I'm trying to associate <laughs> with her with. So I'm just saying, let her keep that zero. But um, <laughs> as I was saying, it's like you can't just say it's going. It's going to be like my season that's like sure you can have some confidence but it's like you need that you need that confidence mm. but um it's like yeah so it's like you can't go out there you can't go out there like expecting as soon as this is over to you know really find like your bay if you know you weren't working on yourself daily during this entire thing and like it, it's like like a day said. It's like before. It's like God was man's first relationship before um before E. So it's literally it's literally like you have to have that relationship with God before you can move on to every like anyone else. Because if you're not right, then how are you gonna be right for them? So that's also the thing. You can't just go out there and expect oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna immediately get this job. I'm gonna immediately get, you know, this girlfriend that I've been looking for. It's like, it's like, you know, maybe, but it's like, no, you have to, as I was saying, you gotta take all these things that you've learned and apply them to yourself so that you'll be ready for when the time comes. Because as the day said, once we get back into, it's like time, time moves constantly. It doesn't, it doesn't care for those people that are struggling. As harsh as it may, as harsh as it may be, time time does not care. So, if you during this time, you just need to really trust and trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding and just keep on going. And one thing I would add to that is that, like after this year, bro, and after all this time, like don't let the negatives stay with you after we're done with all this. So of course we. We can look at 2020 and say a bunch of negative things that happened. We have a whole list, a whole book, a whole page book about all the negative things that happened. But at the same time, you gotta look at the positive and see it and find a way to get move forward for the negative. Mind you, we're all going through something at the same time. Some might be worse than others, but at the same time, we're all at like a down point. And it's how you bounce it back is how that matters. Don't try not to stay down after we're, we're done with all this. You know, you gotta find a way to bounce back in some way, shape, or form. And hey, Big Sean, yes, sir. Last time to get out, but to not bounce back. Yep. Speak, speaking speaking of of getting your hands dirty, Eddie, where's my verse that I asked for? Huh? Come on, bro. I told you I'm in summer classes. <laughs> oh, how do you, you, you get that from my verse? How do you get that from me? Oh, this was from anywhere, yo. I feel hurt. That's tough. I feel disrespected. I feel betrayed. I got summer school, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it to you. Bet, 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 bet. Oh, you making, you making verses, you making verses for this man, but you don't want to include me and John on this. All right, I see you, Tame. This is no, this was a long time ago. I see you. This is this back in like April. You can't do that. This is back in like April. <laughs> no, I see you, Tame. 
Watch on yourself. Exactly. All you have to do was keep. All you have to do was keep that comment on that verse silent. And all that's all you had to do. Look at you. See, now you look stupid. Exactly. <laughs> now you look foolish. Exactly. Should have just sat there and ate your food. Oh God. We got. Do, do we, we have any questions in the chat? Or... Hey, yeah, chat. If you have any questions, you can ask it right now. If not, we'll yeah, just end it for now. You tell me. Yeah, you say, I, 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 I saw him eating that granola bar. Tim is hungry, yeah? Honestly, I'm starving. Yo, who's screaming going right now? Tim, man. Yo, Tim, I don't know what you're what saying right now. Man, I... Alright, we got the first question, yo. Juanis asked, what is our favorite meals to cook? Tim, we got a question. Yeah, stop sharing your screen. Yeah, get your screen off the screen, yo. Yeah, get your screen off the screen. All right, so, what is asked, what is our favorite meals to cook? Uh, chicken alfredo. What happened? I like to cook both meat and meat. This man. Yo, what do you not eat goats? Aren't you from the Caribbeans? Oh, we eat goat. We don't say it like that. <laughs> John, what was the question? Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's your favorite meal to cook? Your favorite meal to cook? Your favorite? Oof. I love that. Um, chicken Alfredo. I can whip that up. I can do that. I can do um, baked salmon. I can do mac and cheese from scratch. I should. Oh, yeah, and I can saute mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, hook you with that. Shit, bomb. Magnificent. I've been testing my hand kitchen. John could testify of my hand works. And, you know, I've, been, I've been cooking some nice Asian milk, right, John? He, been right? Right? Yeah. The rice. he failed the first couple of times, but he's like getting it the third time. He started getting to it. I don't, I don't believe in this man after you talked about, after the first thing he said was, I cook goat meat. I cook goat meat. <laughs> what you said, yo. <laughs> Any other questions, chat? Yo. I can't, I can't cook any Nigerian food. Like, I don't I can cook all. I can cook some gel fries. I can make plantain. I can make plans. You, know you know what? As long as you don't put raisins in your jollof rice, you're good. Facts, bro. Honestly, <laughs> everything better than that. Honestly, <laughs> bro. No, we're still no, 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 no cracking me up. Worst kid to describe my pain when I saw that. Like, I was in the lunch line. I was hungry. I had sports. I had sports after school, so I was like, I gotta eat something. And then I went yeah. to the lunch line. But like. What is, what is this? Oh, <laughs> what is this? Imagine if they had like oh. dad chicken and then they were like, it is jollof rice. <laughs> say, no sir, no sir. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy on that? I remember for Black History Month when I was a freshman, they tried to make soul food. 
and they had they had like fried chicken that was baked by the way um try and pass off they had had baked or not baked they had uh um they had dry greens the mac and cheese was was trash the pie was good but and then they and then they tried to make um something else i think it was just just those three actually I think the it most like I feel like the most egregious thing they did was trying uh was trying to pass off baked chicken as fried chicken. That's that's terrible. Oh hell no. That's that. <laughs> you ever been to Whole Foods Josh? They do that all the time. That's... Big fried chicken, they did they they stay doing that. I used to have faith in Whole Foods. You just you just fixed it. How do you mess up mac and cheese, bro? It's, the mac and cheese is the easiest thing to make. They probably just it's gotta. Actually, they probably, uh, there's some mac and cheese that people make that be that that be nasty. I feel like, like I feel like they just got like, like, I feel like they just got craft macaroni and cheese and said, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> Suffocated. Just throw it in there. It's like you know, let's let's just spice this up a little bit. Narrator, there was no spice <laughs> at all. So, do we have any, do we have any questions, or are they still? No, so I think they, I think they all set. They're chilling. All right, that's what it is, then, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of the MOG podcast. Yeah. We love you and appreciate you, y'all. Oh. Um, new episode in the next two weeks. Be on the lookout for that. That should Hopefully be we'll have less the eighteenth, I believe. Yeah, should be what day is it today? The 18th. Yeah, 18th. Yeah, 18th. Giants. Really what days today? Look, bro, the days are all the same right now. It's it's the fourth. I know it might and, have got all the fireworks happening every day, but come on now. Man, look, America, America, America doesn't like black people, so I'm not a problem. Because anyway, all, all days matter, anyways. Yes. Right. <laughs> They all days matter. <laughs> 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 all matter. Anyway, we love y'all. We appreciate you for tuning in. Everybody have a blessed week. Have a blessed Thanks. fourth. Stay safe. And we will catch you in the next one. Be easy, y'all. Thank you for coming. I love you. <laughs>